Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, Gas Street Church. How are you doing this morning? Are you doing good? Can you just, can we give Jesus just a 30 second praise? Come on. Oh, come on, come on. Online, you too. Oh, come on, come on. That's a golf clap. Come on, give him a praise. Come on, he's good. He's faithful. Woo! Come on, and... um what a joy to be with you this morning. And uh, I hear a number of you are visiting. I mean, you're in this city. I hope our hospitality is uh, looking after you today. You get me today. I mean, on a visiting Sunday, you get me, and bad luck for you. But um, I'm cool with that. And um, uh, always a joy to uh, get to share around the Word of God. Shout out to everybody uh, joining us online on YouTube, whether you're watching now or later on, um, also such a joy to have you. I was just on, I was on YouTube just now, and there are like 200 people watching online like right now, which is uh, amazing. I love that um, the word of the Lord can't be chained. It can't be contained. Um, it goes out into the, all the corners of the earth. And so um, we're in a series called The Soundtrack of Your Soul. We're looking through uh, the book of Psalms, and, um, and it's exciting. We've had a couple of weeks already of just... Uh, some incredible teaching. So um, does anybody have their Bible? Who still brings a real Bible to church? Just wave it at me. I want to see where the real Christians are in the room. A real Bible. Come on, not the, not the, kind, not the kind of glows. That's, that's not a real Bible. Who takes notes in church? I encourage you to take notes in church. You know, when it gets to Thursday and it's like, oh, I'm struggling, you know, you need to go back to the Word. So um, I, uh, I'm on Psalm 23 today. I got, I got the good one. Psalm 23. And um, we're going to read it all together. You know, it's pretty old school, that. But, but I, want us, I want us to just read this all together in a loud voice from the front to the back. Uh, some of you are going to be too cool for school for this, maybe the young people. But uh, I encourage you to just, just get this in your spirit. It'll make my job easier. Uh, it'll help me preach better. And it'll help you listen better when the word is in your spirit. So uh, when we get to Shirley as well, I want you to use your deep voice. You know, Shirley. Uh, when we get to Shirley, um, we'll do that. So let's get on the screen. And uh, let's read this together. Are you ready? Does that sound like manageable this morning? Come on. Thank you very much. Come on. Let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Come on. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, come on, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord. For how long? For how long? Come on. And um, I want to talk about this uh, today. The Lord is my shepherd, not my vocation, not the current influences in my life, not my pain, though my pain is real, but I won't be shepherded by that. The Lord is my shepherd, not my struggle this morning. I want you to take your eyes for a moment off your struggle, though we've all got struggles in the room, 
But I want to draw your attention this morning and remind you of a simple truth. It is that the Lord is my shepherd. I'm fired up this morning. Can you tell I'm a little fired up? I'm excited about this scripture. And I'm hoping in about three hours time when I'm done preaching, you'll be fired up too. Kidding, won't be that long. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence in the house. Oh God, we thank you that you would be so kind as to come and meet with each and every single one of us. That's the beauty of your word. It is able to go out and land on us corporately, but also individually. We thank you, Jesus, that the preaching of your word is not a talk or a lecture or a seminar. This is a supernatural experience. Father, our prayer today is that you would come by your spirit and that your word as it goes out, it would land on good soil. That, Father, it would produce something. That, God, it would bear fruit. We know your word does that. So those of us this morning who are a little bit tense, would you loosen us up a bit? Those of us who've got stress on our minds, worry, we wor- even this morning, maybe we had an argument and, and we're just tense. Father, just alleviate that right now. Let there be no obstructions to your word going out and landing well this morning. Remove distractions, remove fear, anxiety, worry. This is your house, and we praise you. We glorify you in Jesus' name. And someone with faith, shout it. Amen. Oh, man, feels good in here this morning. I think we're going to get along just fine. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, many of David's psalms are full of complaints. But this particular psalm is is full of comfort. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some of you get too excited about that one though. We'll move on pretty quickly. Uh, Lord, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness, comfort. In the psalm, David is teaching us. He's demonstrating that actually it is our duty as Christians every now and then, dare I say most of the time, to encourage ourselves in the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 30, the Bible talks about how David is in a a moment in his life where he's fearing for his life. His men are transpiring, talking about stoning him. And the Bible says in verse six in chapter 30 that he encouraged himself in the Lord, and Psalm 23 is an example of that. And you know, to encourage yourself, you don't have to look much further than where you are right now. David knew all there was to know about being a shepherd because that's where, that's where the Lord found him before he became king. He knew the experience, uh, uh, the care, he knew by experience the care, the affections of a good shepherd towards their flock, he remembered what need they had from a shepherd, what a kindness it was to them to have a shepherd that was both skillful and faithful, so much so that he ventured his own life to save a lamb. Sounds familiar, but we'll come back to that in a hot second. So from this, David draws his encouragement, his strength, his his revelation of, of God uh, in Psalm 23, Psalm 23 gifted to us. I mean, I mean, so kind, David, thank you. 
gifted us with Psalm 23. It's so personal. It's so personal. When I hear the Lord is my shepherd, it should give me flashbacks. It should, it should cause me to start singing. That's why every time you and I open our mouths to pray, to, to worship God, to encourage somebody, it has to hit different. It has to, it has to, it has to do something in the room. It, it, it has to. The reason why this psalm hits different is because David lived it. He lived it. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. No, somebody like faith. No, don't worry. <laughs> don't get it wrong. And the word of our, of our testimony. Psalm 23 is David's testimony. Come on, come on, it's powerful when we hear testimonies. When people come up here and say, this is what the Lord has done in my life. I've been healed of this. He's rescued my child from, from sin and a wild life. We get excited about that. Psalm 23 is David's testimony. What's yours? What's your Psalm 23? To someone else in the room, he's my shield. Maybe further along your row, to someone else, he's my provider. He's provided for me and I can testify firsthand. Yes, you can. Someone else in the room, he's my, he's my protection. Online, he's my protection. Some of us, he's rescued us. Oh my goodness. Come on, praise God, you're sat in this room today. If it had not been for the goodness of God, where would you be? Come on, not at me. I know I'm preaching to at least three people in the room. Yeah, thank you, man, at the back. Yeah, if it had not been for the goodness of God, where would we be? To someone else in the room, oh, he's my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, I see just him returning joy back to some of us this morning. Come on, what's your testimony? When you look back, when you just, you know, just look back over your shoulder and you just look at some of the battles that you've won, some of the places he's, he's, he's brought you through. Question, how can we not give praise? How can, how can something inside of us, just when we're singing this morning, how can, how can there not be an eruption on the inside of us when we think about the goodness of God? The Lord is my shepherd, he restores me. I will fear no evil, he comforts me. Goodness and mercy, follow me. Listen, I'm not working that hard today. I didn't come here to work hard today. I just came to just jog some of your memory. Because I think sometimes we have spiritual amnesia, we forget what God has done, because the reality is right now, perhaps as we're sat here, we're facing some stuff. But can I just remind you for a moment this morning that he's been good, he's been faithful, he's kept you and I, we're healthy, we've got clothes on our back, we can lift a hand and say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you walk with me, that you're kind to me, that you're good to me. This message is not about a song. This series that we're in is not about a psalm. This is about the shepherd. Woo! <laughs> this is about the shepherd. I, I get excited about that because it's not about, it's not about, it's not about what, what you read. I mean, it is, but... 
But man, what good is that if we don't know the shepherd? I've got one job here today. It's to introduce you to the shepherd. And sorry, I'm a little bit passionate about it. Actually, I'm not sorry. I introduce you to the shepherd. Because we know church. We know the mechanisms. We know that Luke is going to get up here and he's going to do his thing. You know, Rebecca's going to be over here. You know, she's going to sound great. We know, we know how this works. We know I've got to get to church at 10.30. Some of you, 10.45, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> no judgments. We know what's going to happen here, but, but what, good is all, what good is all of this if we don't know the shepherd? Oh, come on. I've got history with the Lord. This is just my intro, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> I've, got his, I've got history with the Lord. I've got history, so when I, when, when I come to Scripture, when I come to, to pray or even to stand before you this morning, that is what has to come through, my history with the Lord. David in Psalm 23 is drawing from his history. The Lord is my shepherd. He's lived this. Come on, sometimes on your weakest days, you ought to draw on your history with the Lord. Oh, this is powerful. I love this about God. There are so many things that make God incredible. Um, one of those things is that he can engage with you and I on a level that we can understand him. You don't have to come from a religious background. Some of, some of, some of us have come to faith not from a religious background, but because somebody somewhere has been praying for us. Some of you this morning, maybe you're not a Christian yet. In a moment, we're gonna give you an opportunity and invite you into relationship with the Lord, not into a rules, regulation, do's and don'ts, but into relationship. That's what we're gonna do for you in a moment. You don't have to come from a religious faith background for God to reveal himself to you. He can reveal himself to you through a rock. Why? Because he's the rock of ages. He can reveal himself to you through a piece of sourdough. Why? Because he's the bread of life. That's our God. He's, he's able to do that. Why? So that no one's left out. If, we, if he were to make himself available on the basis of intellect, it wouldn't be just because we don't all have the same intellectual capacity. It wouldn't be just. God is not explained. He will reveal himself to a two-year-old. He will also reveal himself to a, B, a PhD student so that no one's left out. He touches all people. He wants to come right now by his spirit and touch each and every single one of us. And he'll do so in a way that we will, we will get it. He, he's able to take what we do understand and reveal something that we don't understand. That's how faithful and good our God is. Hence the premise of David's opening five words, the Lord is my. Mm. 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 The Lord is my. When David says that the Lord is my shepherd, um, he makes him a sheep. Over 200 times in the Bible, the Lord calls us his sheep. Let's talk about sheep for a moment. Can we do that? I don't know if you've hung out with sheep lately. Um, <laughs> but you know what? They aren't very smart. They aren't very smart. And, you know, I, I don't want to you know, upset any of you today. Some of you visiting, okay? I don't want to upset anyone in the room. But you know what? I just don't know if, if sometimes we're as smart as we like to think that we are. And I know, some, I'm, I know I'm talking to some of the smartest people in the region um, online as well. You know, you guys have got degrees coming out of your ears. But sometimes, 
you know, we're not as smart as we like to think we are because, you know, I know for myself, I've said and done some not so smart things from time to time. Anybody else said some not so smart things from time to time? Yeah, maybe some of you this morning, okay? You can repent right now. Um, uh, We've all been there. We've all made decisions that perhaps have put us in isolation, in obscurity, where we've perhaps been alone. But you know what I'm learning is that God does great things in isolation, in obscurity. Some of you have felt obscure, like, like where's my place? Do I fit in? Do I, what's my vibe? You're not supposed to fit in anywhere because God has created you to be you, to be unique, to bring that which you have. Forget about what anybody else has. God does great things in obscurity. In our Bible, there are so many people who are in prison. And, and yet God does great things. You intended to harm me, Genesis 50, but the Lord intended it for good. That which is out to get you right now, guess what God's doing? He's turning it around. He's, right, he's turning it around. So that thing that's really causing you to be stressed right now, God is turning it around. That's what he does. Sheep, sheep are dirty. Yeah, they are. They, they pick things up in life. We do. You know, some of us were crashing into the summer season and we've picked up a few things. You know, our sneakers aren't as, you know, fresh white, box fresh as they were at Christmas. You know, we've got a few scuffs along the way. Maybe we've picked up some attitudes in the last season. Maybe we've picked up some actions, some, some habits, some ways of thinking. So guess what we need if that's the case? We need a savior. First John 1 verse nine says, but if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from wickedness. He who knew no sin became sin. He became, uh, he came and died in our place, took the wrath took the wrath of God that was meant for us. He put himself and put it on himself and paid it in in full. That's the gospel today. That's the good news for us. What a savior. What a shepherd. He He takes those of us that are dirty and makes us clean. It doesn't matter this morning who you are, what you've done, where you've been. He takes you today and makes you clean. Come on, somebody in the room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you do that not only for my neighbor, but you do it for me. You do it for us all. This morning, sheep are defenseless. My goodness, we need a defender. In the book of Revelation, the enemy is called the accuser. Have you noticed how he's just always accusing you? Oh, how can you call yourself a real Christian? You still have that attitude, you still lie. You still this, that even though we have every intention, you know, we have every intention, don't we? Like, like you and I desire. Paul says, I want to do what is right, but I can't. In Romans 7, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. You and I need to move on to Romans 8, for there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Come on, you sat there tonight, this morning, online, condemning yourself. Stop it. Stop condemning yourself. Stop speaking words over yourself that are just not true. 
Stop that. There's no condemnation. That was, that's part one of Romans 8. The last part says that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing, nothing can separate us. In the middle, it says we have been adopted into the family of God. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Reminder today, you have all the privileges that come with that. Nothing can take you out of the Father's hand. Nothing, there is nothing in this world that can, I mean, it may try, but nothing will take you out of the Father's hand. So when the enemy accuses you, Jesus is your defender, he's your lawyer. All the charges are dropped, canceled. This is the gospel. Oh, oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Are we on the same page? The Lord is my shepherd. Just nudge your neighbor in the ribs. Just, the Lord is my shepherd. Just tell them. Not too hard though, gentle. (laughs) Some of you didn't do it, you're scared, it's okay. (laughs) Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Just say that. Just say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. That that needs to just be drawn from, from history. The Lord is my shepherd. I can testify from times when he's he's been there for me. The Lord is my shepherd. That is where my identity is. I will not let anything else define me. I'm not defined by anything else, but I'm defined by the Lord. Oh, he's my shepherd. So because I sometimes miss the mark, because I sometimes pick things up, you know, unhealthy thought patterns, habits, attitudes, because I'm defenseless, what does this all mean? What are the benefits? You know what? I'm glad you asked. I love it when you ask me questions. Because Psalm 23 is full of, what, answers. It's... It's there for us. He, he gives us rest. He leads us. He restores us, protects us, feeds us, loves us. We don't have time to go through, to go through it all. Maybe someone else can pick it up in the, in the coming weeks, but maybe let's just pick two or three. Um, here's the first thing, and here's my encouragement. You can write this down if you're taking notes. Those that take notes, you know, have a better chance of getting into heaven. We know that already. That's, that's, that's what I heard, okay? Don't quote me. Don't come up here and rugby tackle me, okay? Um, Here's the first thing you can do for me this summer, and some of you do need to get this on your phone, and it is that you need to chill out. Yes, that's a word. That's a powerful, supernatural word for somebody in the room today and online. You need to chill out. What does the shepherd do? He makes me lie down in in green pastures. Come on. He makes me. What's that about? Well, I'm... I'm flat out most of the time. I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I was telling someone this morning, I think I work every day. And I think that's unbiblical, so I repent. I think I work every day. He makes me lie down. I'm going 24-7. I don't even know when I need to rest. So sometimes he will interrupt my life and he will make me rest. Look out for those moments this summer. Some of you, the Lord wants to interrupt you. You've been working for 50 years. You need to chill out. He wants to interrupt you. It's often when we don't want to rest. And he doesn't ask. He makes us. Sometimes he will just take something away. A relationship that maybe needs to go. A job, I don't know. He knows what it is. He wants us to be still this summer. And he wants us to know 
that he's God. Listen, if I was the enemy, I would, I would keep you pretty distracted. To cause you to focus and dwell on your pain, on your stress, on your bitterness, on your anger, I'd, I'd, just, I'd, just, I'd just feed you unforgiveness. That's what I'd do, I'd, because those things stop you from being creative and birthing concepts. I wish above all things that you would prosper and be of good health as your soul prospers, the scripture says. Your prosperity is a reflection of what is going on on the inside of you. You cannot live with stress, anger, hostility, and be creative, as creative as you need to be because what's inside of you will come out of you. And the interesting thing here is that he confesses that sometimes he is his own worst enemy. Like, he confesses that, he says that I don't rest, I don't often rest in green places. I might experience them, but I don't always feel comfortable there. Some of you don't even feel comfortable in a place of rest because perhaps of some painful memories. Peace doesn't come naturally when God brings good times, we don't even recognize them. The anxiety that we experience doesn't even allow us to recognize them, to enjoy them because you're afraid that they won't last. When we've been used to rejection, love seems strange. So we push those away who are closest to us. You know, we can get so tense and restless because we've been fighting for so long, we don't know how to lay down in green pastures anymore, green opportunities, green relationships. I wanna just encourage you all this morning, and here's what I see for us, is green pastures all around, green pastures for every single person. He gives us rest. Secondly, allow the Lord, and this, and this is a toughie, allow the Lord to give you leadership. Allow him to give you leadership. He leads me besides still waters. He doesn't push us, he leads us. So whatever you're worried about right now, something in the future is in 10 days time, is it tomorrow? What is it that concerns you? Oh, you know, I'm really worried about something that's happening in March. In March? You need a cheeseburger. Yeah, you need, you need a cheeseburger and some fries because the Lord owns March. Why, why are you worried about what's gonna happen in March? The Lord is, is already there. Why? Because he leads us. He's, he's leading us to March. He leads us by his word. For your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. If you are feeling today um, that you have no direction in life, you're asking the Lord questions, Lord, what shall I do? Where shall I go? You're feeling lost. Let me encourage you today to begin to eat this book because this book is God's leadership for our lives. He's, he's gifted us with his word. He leads us by his word. Your word, O oh Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. He leads us beside still waters. The waters by which he leads us, they yield us. They provide a cooling in our drought. On the dry places of our lives, they are a reviving cordial, hopefully black currant. 
When we're thirsty and weary, he provides not only food and rest, but refreshment. Come on, worship team, come on up, I'll wrap up in a sec. Play something by, uh, I don't know, Beyonce maybe. Um, (laughs) Oh Lord, I'm just, I'm believing for refreshing for us all this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, come and refresh your church. Just, Just close your eyes for a moment, just let him refresh you, stretch out your hands. Lord, refresh your church. Some of us are tired, weary. We've lost some things. We've lost some people in our lives. Lord, there's so much that is going on in this room. Father, just refresh. Refresh. Some of us are carrying. We've got decisions to make, and it's just hectic. Lord, Lord, refresh us this morning. He leads us by his word. His leadership ought to be what stops us from being desperate for instant gratification. We take shortcuts in life. When we cut corners, we end up going around in circles, only to end up right back where we are. We're talking long haul leadership here. Sheep can't drink in turbulent places. They do not birth their young in in a turbulent atmosphere. They must find a calm place to deliver what is inside of them. If you're wondering what is going on in your life right now, The Lord is just trying to bring you to a calm place. He's trying to to get you to still waters. He's trying to get you to take a drink. Because when we're thirsty, we do desperate things. And sometimes those desperate things don't align with our faith. They don't align with what we believe. And the Lord will take us to a still place. Anyone who drinks from the water that I give them will never thirst again, says the Lord. Ah, I see living water for us today. Here's the last thing, make a note of this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And let me just, yeah, let me end with this. He, he restores my soul. There is restoration for us this summer because, man, oh, we've been beaten, haven't we? Bruised, broken. Some of us are good though, but some of us, we're we're in the thick of it. Oh, but I see restoration. He restores my soul. He restores me when I wander. No creature will lose itself sooner than a sheep. Come on, you and I are sheep. We know all about that. It's not only easy for us to lose our way, but like a sheep, it's harder to find our way. To find our way back, the more we are sensitive to our, to our, uh, our proneness to go astray, the better chance we have at finding our way back home, also known as self-awareness. The good news for us today, quite simply, it is that the Lord is my shepherd. When we miss our way, when we take a wrong turn, God shows us our error. He has ways of doing that. You know what they are. He gives us the opportunity to repent, which literally means to change your mind. And and then He brings us back. And as He does so, He restores us. I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And your latter days will be greater than your former days. Come on, that's a promise. That deserves a six second clap of praise. Come on. Come on, your latter days will be greater than your former days. That's a prophetic declaration. Someone who's walked in here this morning with no sense of hope.
Your latter days will be greater than your former days. That which you have been through is it pales in comparison to what there is to gain in Christ. Life, wholeness, health. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I am the gate for the sheep, says Jesus, John 10. Those who come in through me will be saved. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for his sheep. Friends, good news for us this morning. We've been bought with a price by the shedding of the blood of Jesus, not only that, but we have been born again through the living and enduring work of the Word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He wants to restore you this morning. What have you lost? Have you lost your confidence? Were you once a confident person and you've lost your confidence because of life, because someone said something to you? He's, you're getting it back in the name of Jesus. Have you lost your joy this morning? You're getting it back. Are you struggling to believe, to trust God? You're getting your faith back today. You're getting vision back. You're getting clarity back. You're getting your praise back. Come on, is there a praise in the room this morning? Come on, is there faith in the room this morning? You're getting your praise back. You're getting your voice back. Come on, some of you had a voice. Are you getting it back? Come on, stand to your feet. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my... Lift your hands, come on from the front to the back. Father, we thank you today online for the restoration of your spirit of your presence, of your power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right now, come by your Spirit. Come by your Spirit. Those who are desperate, those who are thirsty, those who are hungry, would you fill them right now? Jesus, ooh. Come, Lord, and just take over. Come and take over this room. Holy Spirit, right now, just come and take over. Come on, begin to let a song rise. Begin to let a prayer come out of your mouth. Come on, if you're, if you're thirsty this morning, He wants to refresh you. Come on, sons, daughters, come on, lift the volume in the room. Come on, begin to cry out. How can we not give praise? How can we not give thanks when we look back at the victory, at the battles won? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just say His name, Jesus. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Come on, if you've got history with the Lord, just lift your hands. Come on, begin to worship. Come on, begin to cry out. Begin to fill this place. Begin to fill this place with worship. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on, He leaves the 99 and He comes after you today. He's running after you. He's pursuing you. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website gastric.org or follow us on Instagram at gastricchurch. 